Need your help? Ah, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not like the best dragon. Have you ever done like a group project, but there's like that one kid who didn't pitch in as much, but still ended up with the same grade? Uh, we're doomed. But Sisu is still a dragon, and that counts for something, right? Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at Forever Fan Pod. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on our website, foreverfangirls.com, or on Instagram at foreverfanpod. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And as you heard from my intro, we will be just—we will be discussing. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do that when I seem to be tripping over my words. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes, and for those who don't want to be spoiled, we are starting our banter music now. All right, yeah. We're reviewing another Disney film. Yeah. And it's summer. And our best times in summer have involved Disney. Well, yeah, that's true. Remember that Disney cruise through the Inner Passage in Alaska? Oh, yeah, where we had um, humpback whales right out the window. And I had five minutes by myself with Stitch for my birthday. See, I was thinking of like the majestic bald eagles that we got to see up close. It almost got us to an accident because the guy had to slam on his brakes because two bald eagles were fighting. Well, you know what? They have the right of way. Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally not arguing that point. But yes, but I'm thinking my memory that... was being in the front of the bus and trying not to throw up. Well, I'm thinking that and you're thinking Stitch. Yeah, I had like five, ten minutes alone with Stitch for my birthday. Uh... It was awesome. I'm sure the person in the costume was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because the kids who did come around and say, oh, look, there's Stitch, can we say hi? And and the officer like, nope. was like, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, this is a private little meet and greet for the individual's <laughs> birthday. And I was like, oh, man, those kids are going to hate me. Uh, yes, but Disney made a magical moment there for you. They always do, though. Yeah, so such fun memories. And we can't wait to travel again. But, no kidding. Uh, yeah, but we're not quite there yet. So, for now, we're going to watch Disney movies instead, like Raya and the Last Dragon. And I'm going to make you sit through Lilo and Stitch again. Oh, Lord. Okay, anyway. Should have won an Oscar, but I'm not bitter. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and discuss Raya and the Last Dragon, shall we? Maybe. Yes, we should. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, the movie was released simultaneously in in theaters and Disney Premier Access on March 5th, 2021 in the U.S. Yep. Um, it is currently available on Disney Plus now, though. And so here is the synopsis. Long ago, humans and dragons lived together harmoniously in the world of Kumandra. But when evil threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now... 500 years later, lone warrior Raya must track down the legendary last dragon to stop the evil force that has returned and once again threatens her home world. Dun, dun, dun. You ever notice how like all these summaries like make it sound like the most evil, horrible thing is happening in the film and then you watch it and you're like, oh, there's so many happy moments. 
Well, they're trying to get you to the heart of the story so that you come watch it and see what happens. Let's be honest, it's Disney. I mean, unless it's Country Bears, we're going to be there watching it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, as Kimberly read, the film starts out at Kamandra, where the lands are in the shape of a dragon. My and favorite. Yes. Well, I wonder why. And born in the year of the fire dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used to be united 500 years ago, but when the Drun, I think that's how you pronounce it, Drun? Drun. Drun? Sorry. See? Uh, so the Drun which is the evil force, it terrorizes both humans and dragons by turning everything they touch into stone. And the last dragon, whose name is Sisu, uh, created the dragon gem that imprisoned these drones and brought back the humans to, to life, but did not bring back the dragons. So the dragons stayed as stone. Yep. Um, and because there were no dragons, humans started to fight and they ended up basically breaking up Kamandra into five different realms, right? And each had a leader, and the five realms are fang, heart, spine, talon, and tail. So it's the... They broke up the dragon. They cut the dragon in slices. Exactly. Uh, The dragon gem, though, remained in heart. Now, before you continue, Mm. I have to ask a question. Mm. Or should you want me to wait until you're done? You should wait. Okay. Okay. So, uh, So in the present day, Raya and her father, Benja, are guardians of the dragon gem. And Benja is actually the leader of Heart, and he wants to bring back the lands together to form Kamandra again. So he invites the the other leaders for a meal. Um, however, the other leaders and their people think that the Dragon Gem gives Heart an unfair advantage. Yeah. Right? So they're jealous of it. And so they come anyway to share a meal, and then a betrayal happens, and then... An accident happens and the stone, the, the dragon gem is broken into five pieces. And when it breaks, it releases the drone. And so then the drone turns Benja into stone, which sets Raya on a quest to gather the pieces of the dragon gem, find the last dragon, Sisu, and save her father and, and the others who are turned to stone. Yeah. And so that's, that's really where the impetus of the story. That's ends. the framework. I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but that's the framework of yeah. it. So, shall we start talking about the good, the bad, and the cute? Yeah. Um, can I start? Of course. I love the animation. I still, um, and, and you and I have discussed this, it just seems that Disney and, and Pixar, they just keep getting better and better and more groundbreaking as more animation comes from yeah. them. Yeah. When we, for, you know, as we were watching it, the first scene, I actually gasped. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa. And it's ultra HD. Yeah. And on a 4K TV, it was just like, wow. It, it was... It was like I was looking at the actual thing. Do you know what it reminded me of? Mm. Uh, the first time you and I saw Finding Nemo was in New York City <gasps> on the very yes. first... Again, folks, we're old. <laughs> we saw Finding Nemo in a New York City theater, and it was on one of the very, very first theaters that had digital projection. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't converted to tape since it was a digitally created uh, film. And when we both saw that, I just remember looking at you going... Holy F. Yeah, we were we were looking at the ocean. Yeah. Essentially. It and was I just remember that we both real. looked at each other and were like, all right, we're going there. We're going diving. <laughs> and then, you know, subsequently years later we became scuba divers. And mm-hmm. I, I I credit Nemo to making me want to finish a bucket list thing. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Look at that. So what's your good? Uh I actually really enjoyed that this was an all star cast. 
Sandra O. Oh. oh my gosh. I actually like what her voice sounded so familiar. I'm like, who is that? You know, it's really the character she plays is not such a nice person. And no, I know, but I, I heard the voice and I'm like, why but, does that the, voice sound so familiar? But hold on. She's she's not a nice person, but she thinks she's doing what's right for her people. Of course. So, you know, she's not nice because we're seeing the great picture. Her character is in it and the character can't see the big picture. And that goes for all of the helms of, of all five. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you she she brings such depth and life to anything, like any character that, that she ever does. Yeah. So I was like, yay, Sandra O. Oh. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't know Aquafina was behind Sisu. I tried to stay away from IMDb and and not know anything about it. It's one well, of the first too. films that. Yeah. yeah, but normally I'm like, oh, let me see and let me cheat. Um, I didn't do that at all, and I was like, Aquafina's just an amazing dragon. Yeah, uh, the fact that uh, she is the comic, her character is the comic relief. It mm-hmm. was just perfect. And uh, Kelly Marie Tran as Raya. Look, I liked her in Star Wars. Mm. I love her here. Yeah, she's she she was good here, and the it's really interesting because you know I I think of voice acting much more difficult than actual like well I'm not an actor but it seems to me that it would be harder because you're trying to get the emotion off without hearing the other person talk to you right you're reading your lines I don't know if I don't know how it's done I mean I've I've been in thing so i know how it's done in person but i don't know how voiceovers are done so if it's just you reading your lines and they record i mean obviously they can't have everybody in the same room recording at the same time but if you're just if you're like the last person to go and you can hear other people that's great (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm i i've always had this idea that voice acting is a lot harder so you know just just to to see them actually bring all of that emotion to the film i i i was geeking out i was like oh my god that's so cool yeah, you know, I I can follow that. I I can see that. Um, especially like we we've had conversations about like um, superhero films or like Star Wars, for example. Mm. They have so much green screen, and they're really playing across nothing. Yeah, you know. So I I get that, and I I agree. I I think voice acting is extremely difficult, and I commend everybody who can do it because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know my limits. Um, but I I have to admit, I really like. Tuk tuk. <laughs> I thought he was the most adorable thing. I know, right? Even though yeah, he had no lines, but just the tuk just tuk. the fact that <laughs> it's just the facial expressions. Yeah, um, the animation of Tuk Tuk was was adorable. Yeah, and it reminds me of um, those big dogs that think they're lap dogs. Oh yeah. yeah, and he's trying to get into the shipwreck, and he keeps banging. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like he doesn't realize. His yeah, size. His size, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other actor here is uh, Daniel Day Kim, who plays the voice of, or who voices Benja. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when when he first comes to screen, like, that person looks so familiar. And it, it was like he had, Benja had some of Daniel Day Kim's facial features, especially like the, the eyes to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh. That's so, that, I thought that was really cool. To me, they caught his striking jawline. Mm, yeah. But it's like they put the dots on his face for the, <laughs> the animation thing and just like, it's like, oh, okay then. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else is, Gemma Chan. 
she was Namari, the uh, the princess of Fang, who is the uh, quote unquote nemesis mm. of Raya. Right? The thief, the thief, the betrayer of Raya. <laughs> she's good. Yeah, she's good. So um, yeah, the, it, it, like I said, all star cast. I thought it was just really cool. Mm-hmm. They were all in one film together. Agreed. Any more on the on the cast? No, just amazing cast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so moving on then. Um, another good, I think, is that water is the most powerful bleh, powerful thing, if I can say it right, in this realm. Right, the dragons are um, the the dragon gem is made out of water. Okay. Um, the the last dragon is actually a water dragon. Okay. And I, I'm just it to me. It's interesting that you know, on Earth, water gives life. Yeah. Right. So, this the parallel in Kamandra is that water gives life, and it's the it's actually the thing that uh, turns people who were uh, turned to stone back to people. And it's the only thing that the Druids cannot cross, cannot touch, right. cannot go on. Exactly. Um, it's also, if you think about it, water symbolically is like a cleansing, mm-hmm. right? So it fits, it has that, that theme. So it fits all the themes they're going for, but water also, when you don't pay attention or you don't, and I love this aspect of it cause I go to the darker side, of course, of course you do like frozen, mm. beware how far you go down, you know, or you'll drown. Mm. Yes. Yes. Very good point. So Water is in some way a cleansing spirit and it gives you life, but it can also take that life away. Mm-hmm. And that also happens here when the stone is, um, when Sisu is hit by an arrow mm-hmm. and the last dragon dies and the stone starts losing its power. Because, and all of, and all of the water is leaving. Here. Yeah. Because you can destroy yourself. Yeah. You can destroy the the good that's there. Yeah. So it definitely fit with their theme. It was an interesting element to choose, but mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, and I also thought that it was really interesting that they they had a different take on dragons, right? I at least I'm always used to seeing dragons breathing fire and being, you know, in um you know, going into volcanoes or whatever and not being uh affected by fire. Mm-hmm. But the dragons here uh, especially Raya, uh, Raya, Sisu, um, was breathing like fog, you know, when, when she was trying to protect Raya. Or it looked like fog to me anyway. Yeah, her, um, her brothers and sisters all had different gifts, and mm-hmm. those gifts, when Sisu came upon the stone, those gifts became her powers. So breathing fog, uh, rain. Yeah, shape-shifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It's also interesting the animation of the dragons because I'm accustomed to a different type of um, animation. With wings. Well, a with wings, but uh, it's. I want to say like a harsher design. You know, um, less fanciful coloring. Mm. Um, I mean, again, I grew up on Puff the Magic Dragon and Pete's Dragon, <laughs> so I'm used to that light-hearted dragon part. Uh-huh. But um, when you look at recent films, or you know, Aragon, or um, I think it's Dragonheart. It's a very, very old film with Sean Connery and Dennis Quaid. I, do not I don't know remember. The film. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't even know if that's the right film. 
um, because it's so long ago in a galaxy far, far, (laughs) far away. Um, But they're they're a harsher animation. Dragons are meant to look imposing. Mm -hmm. And these dragons look like, you know, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Sisu especially. She she reminded me of Olaf. I don't know why, but... Because she was the comedic relief, I'm like, oh, just. But it's not even me. just the comedic relief; it's the innocence of the character. Mm. Um, that that innocence of we just have to trust, we just have to do. And when Sisu shape shifted into the human and was like flopping around, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's Ariel. You know that that innocence of newness and learning, and again, it goes with the themes they're going for. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, she's been, to be fair, you know, she's been asleep for like 500 years, so. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. Sorry, I had to. We're, we're referencing a lot of Disney films here. Well, folks. we're covering Disney movies, so. Um, yeah, and, and the way they actually like travel, right, is not, they don't have wings. Mm-hmm. So they actually travel on water. So, you know, with the raindrops, they make those their steps and they just glide through the air through that. I want to be able to do that. Me too. But then I'd be afraid because knowing my luck, I'd go, la, 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 forget where I'm going. And then I would hit that pocket of sunshine. And then you'd be like, look, you've got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. And I'd be like, ah, (sighs) (laughs) tangent. Actually, you know what? I see that happening. (laughs) (laughs) Neither here nor there. Anyway, so any other aspects of the water that we want to discuss? Nope. So then do you want to go into themes? Sure. The biggest theme here that I saw was of trust, right? They kept saying, you know, you have to trust and you have to make the first step and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very hard to build and it is very easy to destroy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's common sense. Yeah. I mean, I love that they integrated it into it. But, f- you know, for me, I was like, okay, that's it. It felt like, okay, here it is. We're going to shove it down your throat. Um, mm. But yeah, it. It definitely, I mean, the way they executed it was nice. Yeah. I have, um, I have like an interesting thing here in the themes. Now we know that the drone was created. Sisu tells us that it was created by man's greed or desire and all that. Mm-hmm. So mankind created their own downfall basically. Mm-hmm. So they all turned to stone. And if you look at how they all turned to stone, they turned to stone with their hands up like they were praying, right? Right. Except at the end. I'm going to put a pin in that, though, because I have a question about that. But I find it interesting, and this is where my head went for a theme, that when the man-made disease splintered them, only heart is what thrived. Every other aspect was lacking. They were needing or wanting of something, but heart had it all. And if you remember... um, Daniel T. Kim's character, uh, Benji, was discussing how we need to bring everyone together. He had heart. He had compassion. Mm -hmm. So if you have heart, you are fulfilled. Even if your limbs are hurt or the exterior aspects of you are broken, are tattered, if you keep your integrity and your heart and your compassion, you are whole. Yeah. That's actually a very, very good point. Because it's, it's knowing that things that are external to you really 
don't make you happy. No, they don't. And if you succumb to these extremes, like you need to have put yourself into a situation where you have to keep up with the Joneses or whatever it is, things like that. And you fall to these extremes of worrying about what everything else is and you lose your heart, you turn to stone. Yeah. I, I did not catch that. So that's a very, that's actually a very, very astute thing to, to it's the darker side of it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we could be watching sound of music. No. And, we I will should. still no, and I will still find the darker aspect of it. You know, Sound of Music is now part of Disney because it owns Fox. You know that, right? They also own Fantastic Four 2015 edition that doesn't make it <laughs> good. Um, so the, this one of the themes that I I liked is that again going from the if you pay attention to all of your limbs type thing, mm. but you have to work as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, all of you you. You must work together. Your mind, your body, your soul must all be in unity to function and work well. And I like that all of these characters, all of these heads of these um, sections, they all look out for their people. But when they realize that the world, like they see Sisu and they're like, oh my God. And Sisu's like, you know, they all come together for the greater good for Sisu. Well, yeah, because they've, they've lost sight of that. Once the dragons went away, they kind of you know, lost their way. They lost their way there, and they and they're being attacked by themselves mm-hmm. again because the druid is made of man. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like you have to get yourself out of there. Someone can guide you, but you still have to do it. Right, and that's an excellent theme because we do lose sight of it that. The world is dark. The world isn't fair. The world, we, we've discussed this before in Cruella and, and other films, the world is not easy. No. But there is a path for you. And hopefully people help you and guide you along the way. But you can do it. Yeah. And if you're true to yourself, then you're even more richer for it. And that goes to the be part of the solution. Yes. Which is another theme that they they really emphasized greatly. Yeah. And... You know, with with the teamwork and all of that, it actually what what really um, stood out to me was that they were they were also highlighting the fact that the differences that each of the five areas had is actually their strength, right? And so it's it's the diversity makes the whole of Kamandra very um, very strong. So it's a metaphor, right? And I happen to believe that all of the differences that we have make us stronger, make us more interesting. I agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, one thing that stuck with me was Sisu saying, you have to trust me, you have to trust me, you have to trust me. Mm. And Raya going, no, I keep telling you, you can't trust anyone. You cannot do this. The world is not what you think it is. And that's that blend of the experience and the hardened aspect of life and the youthful innocence. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, like, like we said, trust is easily broken. But exactly. But her trust, Raya's trust has been broken so much that she just can't. Well, Raya also, it's not that her trust, just that her trust was broken. It's that her trust was broken by someone she tried to lend the olive branch to. And then that person in her mind caused her to lose her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because her father was then struck by an arrow in the leg and couldn't get across the bridge. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but, what I liked is at the end when all seems lost, 
there is a, a compromise, a meeting of the minds where you can have that experience, you can be hardened, but you take that first step and it's scary and it's hard and it's terrifying. But if you make that step and make the effort, the outcome Might could be worth, be worth it. Yep. Now that doesn't guarantee the outcome you want, but the universe is funny that way. And the one thing I like about Raya is it, it basically lets you know that, you know, the, the dragons and the universe and everything like that gives you what you need. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the, the water and the air and, and all that stuff. But when everybody is saying you have to, you have to you give have to the try. first step and you have to try, Sisu makes it clear you have to try. And you know what? Maybe it's not perfect and maybe it's not the outcome you want. It gives you the outcome you're meant to have. Yeah. And at least you know that you've you've done what you can. Yeah, you right? tried. Yeah. You know, sometimes the effort and and the pride in the fact that you're staying true to your integrity and true to yourself and having heart and compassion and meeting with compromise mm-hmm. gives you more heart. Yeah. Come back to heart. It all comes back to heart. Everything yeah. comes back to center, mm-hmm. which I, again, Disney is very good with weaving that in. Yeah. And the the other thing that I was thinking about for for themes, you know, we're talking about compassion and understanding, that you know those uh, virtues, if you will, can be passed down to younger generations, right? Like Raya, when we saw her as a kid, you know, she was saying all of those other realms are mean, and um, you know, we should we should fight them or whatever. Mm-hmm. While Benja was talking to her and saying, you know, you, we, can, we can trust them. So you can teach compassion and understanding. And at the same token, on the flip side, on the dark side, you can also teach distrust and anger. So Teach your children well, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It's an actual song. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you are who you are taught to be. That is your foundation. Mm. And then again... That's your head. So what do you do with your heart? heart? Yeah. It's up to you to choose to yeah. take that first step. So. Yeah. So, you know, all of, all of that is just part and parcel of. Disney. Disney. Yes, exactly. So. All right. Any more good? Well, you have something else here that I found very interesting that I didn't pick up on. Mm-hmm. The ingredients from all five areas made the best soup. Yeah, that's what I was saying, the, the the differences in all of them, right? Yeah, but I didn't realize that. Um, oh. I remember the scene now where uh, Benja was looking at Raya and he's like, do you know what's here from hand? And she's like, oh, we're going to attack them. We're gonna. He's like, no, we have spices and we have this. Mm-hmm. And they put it in the soup and right. it tasted exquisite. Right. And the same thing happened on the boat when mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out, no, it needs more this, it needs more of that. And then Raya said, no, it needs this. And that was the f- the final fifth ingredient that mm-hmm. was missing. And then it was perfect. And everybody's like, whoa. Right. And so again, she, the idea of working together. Right. And it, it was a, it was a beautiful parallel because then Raya was taking the teachings of what her father did. And was following the guide of Sisu. Yeah. Exactly. Seeing, she was seeing the world, I think, through different eyes at that point. Yeah, because I mean, through this journey, right? She was, she she was going through it alone at mm-hmm. the very beginning, and then by the end, you know, she had she had a everybody chosen family. She had a chosen family, and she had everybody from each of the realms mm-hmm. helping her to try to put this the to get the stone 
put back together mm-hmm. so that they can they can fight their common enemy. And just a little tidbit on that is when the world does seem lost, they all turn to stone. The the jewel, if you will, mm-hmm. the stone jewel, starts to flicker back to life. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of Sisu, because Sisu at this point has been killed. It is because they took the first step. Humanity with their compassion and working together as one and trusting broke everything yeah and they destroyed the droon they brought back the dragons because it wasn't about it wasn't about one nation or one thing it was about everybody yeah and can you imagine what we could do if we were just all united in one goal oh my goodness yeah i I can i can imagine it yeah just i don't know if it it can happen but i that is definitely the wrong conversation for this podcast. <laughs> but so, I mean, we, you know, we're talking about Disney, so it is possible. It is possible. Anything is possible. Yes. So so do you have any other good or do you want to hop right into the bad? Um, yeah, I think I'm good with the good. Okay. So hop right into the bad. Okay. So um, the one thing is that it is predictable. And you had actually, yeah, as we were watching this, you were like, okay. You were the one telling me, okay, this is now what's going to happen at this yeah. juncture. And I was like, you know, I knew that, but I was just letting the thing go. Yeah, but it was a little it, it was a little more in your face this time. Normally, Disney is somewhat, um, they hide subtle. things. Subtle. 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 Wow. Subtle. Wow. Subtle. Wow. English is not my first language. I'm not arguing that point. It's just... <laughs> No, Sometimes I, the two of blah, us feel blah, like blah, we blah, talk blah. like we have marbles and it's hysterical. Um, yeah, it was just, there was, for me, it was just so idealistic. Mm. Um, you know, reality is sometimes you can put your neck out and you can give somebody multiple chances and they keep cutting you and cutting you and cutting you and you can't just blindly put faith in them anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can take that first step, but it's it's one of those things for me there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance because at a certain point, if you give of yourself so much and give all your heart, then you are not paying attention to the rest of you mm. and your mental health and your well-being also matter. And so this idea of if you just forgive and trust and do this, everything will be perfect. It was it's the first time in a long time that I've seen this truly like really idealistic story. Mm. Like even Moana, which is rather idealistic. There is that still the hint of Moana needs to find, you know, they're going to sail to a new Island. They're going to expand, but she's going to have the struggles. You know, you see there's going to be a future that she's going to figure out, but there's going to be a life there that she's going to have to struggle through. Whereas this time I was like, okay, the dragons are back. Everybody, you know, yay. Kumbaya. Well, that's why it is Kamandra, not Earth. Yes, but for me, it was like, all right, it was a li- it was a little too idealistic for me. I wish it mm. was that simple to just put my trust into it and then have all of the negative emotions that mankind created disappear. Yeah, I mean, in certain situations, it is right. True. Sometimes we we think that the the situation is impossible without even trying, but I think the the message here is that. You know, it might not be as bad as you think. Just take that first step. Again, with the balance of if you do it over and over again with the same person, maybe that's just not. I think I made the analogy that it's like, do do you want to look at 
the world as if like the world is a series of walls and doors mm. and there's one door or like several doors in the wall, but you, you, you have to move along it. Right. Mm. And this made me feel like all the doors lined up, everything, you know, if you trust one person, everything's going to be great. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I understand this is aiming for children. So I understand they're trying to teach children to trust, but it felt a little on the nose and a little too blunt. And the fact is, if you as an individual keep banging your head against a section of that brick wall and the door is to your right and somebody's guiding you to that door, but you choose to stay where you are, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that person can't keep keeping that door open. They have to go through it. Yeah. You either take their guidance and take their help and meet them halfway because they're taking the risk holding the door open because they're afraid too. And they want to go with you as a tandem and they're trying to help you or you don't, but it's your choice. You right. can't, you can't keep sticking, you know, as the person holding the door, you can't keep doing that. Right. Because everybody, you know, in, in our other podcasts episodes, you know, we, we talk about characters growing mm-hmm. and in, in this, in your example, you know, the person not moving towards the door is, is not ready to grow yet. And sometimes you, you are, yeah, and you can help that other person, but if they don't want to, if they're not ready yet, or if they don't want to, then sometimes you just have to let them be, and you have to go on your own path. I guess if we are going by their themes, that would be taking the first step and realizing that you and your mental health and your physical well-being and your life require you walking away. Right, because then as you do that, you might find other people who are then on the same journey that you are and then you grow more as a person because you've met new people okay well you just blew up my whole bad then because that technically being idealistic and on the nose is it's just more realistic i didn't i no. no it's totally fine i don't mind i don't mind that that proves that you know what okay it wasn't overly idealistic it was leaning towards realism because it can be applied in different scenarios i cannot speak <laughs> it's okay Wow. It's all good. Yeah, that's, I, I don't mind. I like when you have a different perspective and it makes me see things differently. Well, we are yin and yang. We always Fire and water. Yep, exactly. Although technically I'm a fire dragon and you're a wood tiger, so. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, any more bad? No, not much. Okay. So let's move on to the cute. Tuk, tuk. <laughs> My tuk tuk. Yes, a loyal companion to Raya, and well, that a great fits. and a great mode of transportation. Yes, but if you think about it logically, I I might have been connecting to tuk tuk because I am a loyal companion to my wife, and before you had a car, I was a great mode of transportation. I took really? you everywhere. Really, Come on, it's true though. That is true, but really, hi. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And I usually think I'm smaller than I am. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. It's very true. (laughs) What do you mean I can't fit? (laughs) Honey, you're breaking me. I just want to sit on your lap. It hurts. (laughs) Anyway. It's true, though. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, And I I mentioned this earlier, is that Sisu um, is the comedic relief. And she reminded me so much of Olaf. I wonder if she gives warm hugs. She probably does. She's a dragon. This She's furry. Maybe not. Could be scaly. Well, the fur that... Well, 
it actually reminded me of, um, uh, oh, crap, from Monsters, Inc. Kitty. What is his name? Sully. Sully. See, I know him as Kitty. Okay, boo. Yes, exactly. That's why. So, um, but that... For anybody who needs context, she calls me Kitty. I call her my boo. (laughs) She also calls me her Stitch. She is my Lilo. Yes. Those are on our wedding rings. Yes. So, um, but we digress. Yes. But also what was really adorable was that cute little um, baby... And, oh, baby then, Noi. Baby Noi. And then all of a sudden it's like a con artist. And, and, and uh, what were the, the three? Um, Aunties or something? Like yeah, them. And, and you were just like, oh, they're so cute. Get her, Raya. Get her. No, oh, they're so adorable. <laughs> and then um, the, the big guy from Spine, he's like, it's on her shirt. You didn't know her name was Noi. I know. It was like, oh. oh so, you know, the big, the big burly man mm-hmm. is actually very astute and very observant. Well, he has a baby who is stone, apparently. Yeah. He's the only one left, the yeah. spine. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that was just a, I'm not going to cry. I'm not crying, you are. Yeah, at the ending, like when they're all going back to their homes mm-hmm. and they're all seeing their families. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Yep. Yep, the one yep, that got yep. me, though, was when Raya saw her father. Oh, please. I was like bawling my eyes out. And then when they all showed up to heart. Yeah. Because now that is his dream. He's looking at his daughter like, whoa, first off, it's been like six years, six years. Mm -hmm. And second off, it's like my dream came true. My daughter made my dream come true while I was while you were sleeping. Another movie. Very good. Very good movie. Who was also in Ocean's 8? Yes. Co-starring Aquafina. And co-starring Rihanna. And I was trying to, to connect it to this movie. Well, Rihanna is just Rihanna. Uh, yes. And I just really like her music. So I'm just going to bring her in whenever I can. Yes. And her music was in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Mm. Which had all the princesses. Yes. Including Moana. No, Moana wasn't out yet. No. So it included Elsa and all of them. So anyway, that's our like, can you connect the dots here? All of the Disney movies are connected. Yeah, we just destroyed that. There are better theories out there, people. Seriously. Uh, anyway, this is our, just our little niche. Maybe we should do a podcast of like the, the conspiracy theories of Disney connectivity. Oh my goodness. We would be here all day. But anyway. That might take a month or two. All right. So any more cute? No, I'm good. All right. So then... Now that we've finished our discussion of Raya and the Last Dragon, it's time for the Forever Fangirls rating. So, drum roll, please. We give Raya and the Last Dragon four stars. Yay! Ooh, you. Do, you want to, do you want to pause? Yay! <laughs> I just cut it right off. <laughs> I know. Um, we do actually agree on this rating. Yeah, we do. That's Look a first that. lately because we, we haven't agreed a lot. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, it, truthfully, um, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother actually saw it and he's the one who told me I had to see it. And he, he's, he was raving about it. He was. And, and he's right. It's an excellent film. I mean, yes, there are things that uh, I have issues with. Mm-hmm. My wife blew up my spot on one of them. <laughs> but, you know, it really is a great film. And if you have Disney Plus, watch it. Yeah. Uh, you know, sit down with a bucket of popcorn. Yes, I said bucket. 
and and have the family all on a couch and watch it. And if yeah. you don't have kids, get a bucket of popcorn and just sit on the couch and watch it. <laughs> and then add like little like chocolate on the popcorn. Oh, crunchy M&M's mm. and popcorn, movie theater popcorn. I used to do that as a kid before they got rid of crunchy M&M's. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can't find them anymore. I don't know if they even still make them. I used to take the entire container and dump in there and you'd get this, this salty, salty and sweet. sweet. Yum, yum, so yum, good. Yum. I really miss going to a theater, but I'm digressing. <laughs> well, yeah, we can we can go to a theater soon, hopefully. Well, we're going to be going to theaters to catch certain superhero films, Eternals. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, you know, because this is a Disney film, I, I laughed and I cried. Yeah. And, and I thought it was a very enjoyable film. Um, but it, there was just something that wasn't quite there. Um, it's not like, it's not like Frozen where I was just like mesmerized by Frozen. Of course it is a musical, so maybe that's it. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't like comparing it to something that is similar. Um, Lilo and Stitch, I will Mm. give that five stars and it little, it'll be on my my tombstone. It'll say Kimmy gives... Lilo and Stitch, five stars. It should have won the Oscar. Forget where my name is. Just carve that. But oh in truth, it's like that. And, and again, maybe it's our age and what they're going for. But that film to me hit in such a way that it's it's what I compare every Disney film since to. Mm. And this came the closest. Moana is a, about a little itty bitty little bit higher than that. Mm. Um, because of the connection with the grandmother and, and my grandmother had passed recently when that movie came out. So it was like a lot of connection emotionally for me. Yeah. But those two films um, have come the closest. Frozen was great, but I look at Frozen and I'm like, it's it's slightly below these two for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Frozen's great. Um, the music is amazing. Olaf is great. I think the sequel was sequel was really good. But it's just a, a tad bit. So if this is like four stars, that's like a 3.9. And mm. Moana's like a 4.1. You know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's like... It's very they're, close. They're very close. But Lilo and Stitch is still... So it's a rounding error. It's a rounding... <laughs> it's within the realm of error. <laughs> Statistical error. There um, you go. That's what I was looking for. I was like dragging my words, trying to figure it out. Anyway... But anyway, that is our show. We're going to stop talking because Lord knows we can keep talking about Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening to this on your uh, smartphone, do us a favor and hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a moment, just leave us a review um, or a rating on our podcast or the episode. That would be lovely. And if you want to leave us a comment or a small little uh, message you can go at forever fan pod or speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast and until next time stay safe be kind and remember teamwork makes the dream work if we all pitch in the load becomes a little lighter and the goal that much faster to attain 